What's up, guys? It's Aaron. I wanted to let you know before you listen to this podcast, because it's slightly embarrassing, I thought that I could hit the reverb button and it would make an echoing sound throughout this podcast. So you're going to hear me saying some silly things that aren't reverb, and I'm sorry. I did my best. Hey guys, Aaron here. This is my podcast. Let's go. Another quick interjection here because I'm learning how to use GarageBand. I know that that intro song is ridiculous. Let it go. All right, here it starts. What's up, guys? Aaron here. Welcome to uh, the fourth. This is actually the fourth podcast that I've recorded. And the reason that this is the fourth and you are only hearing three is because last night, Katie and I sat down. Katie's my wife. We had a lovely conversation. We talked for an hour. We talked about... Um, I don't know. I got the show the notes from uh, what we talked about in my notebook here because I forget everything if I don't have notes. Uh, we talked about how I eat too many chips. Uh, we talked about habit trackers and self care seem to be correlated, right? We went on a teacher parade yesterday because we're both public school teachers and Katie teaches at an elementary school. And so we went and saw all of our kids because we're on quarantine and it was beautiful. And you know, we both welled up with tears. Uh, we talked about uh, Japanese equestrian archers. We talked about uh, being a couple in quarantine, quarantine, and self-talk. And let me tell you this: I deleted the podcast. When I say deleted, I don't mean like I deleted it. What I mean is um, I didn't save it properly. So what I'm doing now is recording in GarageBand, which is way better. I mean, it's insane. This is so much better. Look, watch this. You wanna hear something crazy? Listen, now it sounds like I'm in a cave. Isn't that crazy? I can just do that whenever I want to. Whenever I want to. It's nuts. And now I know how to use the microphones. I'm just like, you should have seen the look on Katie's face. Because it was, it wasn't easy to get, it wasn't like it was hard to get her to do a podcast. But, you know, she's not me. She's not, or not, she's not, she's not, I don't care. I don't want her to be me, frankly. What I'm trying to say is that um, I am egotistical and uh, I have a big personality and I'm, I'm loud and obnoxious and all of these things I'm trying to improve on. But, you know, they're also some of the things that are best about me is the fact that I'm willing to offer an opinion. I'm willing to be the center of attention. So it's like the best and worst thing about me. The best thing about Katie is that she's loving and thoughtful, but being as thoughtful as she is, sometimes it makes her a little shy and she's not a shy person. Let me clarify. She is outgoing and awesome and I love my wife, but it's not. I guess it's not that she's shy. She just doesn't have the need that I do to be the center of attention. I need attention more than she does. That's what it is. And so getting her to do the podcast was like, um, hey, let's do it. Come on. Come on. That's never going to get old. I'm going to play with that all the time. (laughs) Oh, man. I think I'm going to get used to this. I think I'm going to really like this. 
because if uh so she the look she gave me when um she i accidentally deleted the podcast was like i wasted all that time all that time talking to you but we had a great conversation so it teaches you to let go right you got to learn to let go of things you make something you have an expectation. I, I honestly, one of the things we talked about in, the, in that podcast was my lack of expectations for my podcast. You know, I just wanted to do this. So back to what I was saying before I was saying something else. I just like the idea of being able to talk and not feel like I'm, you know, losing my mind because of it. Also, I consume so many podcasts. Dude, I was just listening to a podcast that a buddy sent me. I gotta fix this squeaky mic. Can you hear this? A squeak. A squeak. Uh, I gotta. F- so I was listening to a podcast a buddy of mine sent me about the coronavirus. I gotta tell you guys, there are all these people out in the world trying to be the one with the scoop. They're trying to have the scoop. This just in. I have the scoop on coronavirus. They're trying to do this thing. Like they, they're like, I've got the real news. Everything you're hearing from all these other jabronis is fake. It's not real. Why is this squeaking? Does it need some grease? And so I'm listening to this podcast a buddy of mine sent me. And I'm listening to it. After, sorry, he sent it to me two days ago. And yesterday, and then he texted me yesterday and was like, yo, my man, did you uh, sweat that podcast? And I was like, nah, but I'm going to work on the van today. So I'll listen to it while I work on the van. And then I never got around to working on the van. So um, I never got around to listening to his podcast. But I listened to it today. I started listening to it on, on double speed on YouTube. I hit double speed. Double speed. And the guy in this podcast is just like the the corporate media and look look, I got I have the same problems with corporate media that everybody else does. You know, I don't I don't necessarily trust what they have to say. I feel like they have an agenda. Um, everything I learn from them, I'm like, oh wow. If they're just reporting facts, it's like I don't think they're gonna report like straight numbers that are absolute fabrications. But I do think that they, you know, are they sensationalize, right? They're trying to they make money when people read their news. Duh. So if like they're trying to get you to read it, and one of the best ways to get someone interested in something is to freak them out or to like uh, give them something tantalizing to think about. So, like, that's how they make money. And I get it. And I think it's... I don't think we should do it that way. But that's how it's set up. You know what I mean? Um, What was I saying? But this guy, right? He's like, the corporate news media. Um, We're giving you the real scoop. That's how he sounds, right? Um, I'm not going to do the reverb again. But imagine that I had the reverb going, you know? And it's just, uh, and then he starts touting all this stuff and he starts using all these characters. This thing that, the thing that conspiracy theory folks do is that they, 
point out the appeals to fallacy or us uh, um the um logical fallacies that exist in corporate news media or the mainstream ideas about a topic they point those out as like well they're using an appeal to authority or you know this is catastrophizing or this is whatever it is right um an appeal to pathos an appeal to um emotions whatever and they'll say and they'll say that and then they'll use those same strategies they'll say this is a straw man argument blah 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 because blah 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 this is misrepresenting blah 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 and then they'll go and use the same exact strategy to prove their bogus point so that's what this guy did i'm not mad at him i'm not mad at my buddy uh, but i mean i'm an so i teach english i'm a yoga teacher and i'm an english teacher and so what I teach with my English students is how to find credible sources, how to utilize those credible sources in order to form an opinion, and then how to articulate that opinion into meaningful prose, some sort of good essay or writing. Meaningful prose. And so, like, I see so many adults who don't have that toolkit. And I'm not saying I'm hey yo, my buddy's going to listen to this and I love you brother. And I'm not saying that you're this is where where you're coming from. What I'm saying is this is what um many people who listen to corporate media, non-corporate media, alternative media, YouTube-based media, podcast-based media in my I'm hey man, hey, hey, don't get it twisted. Jaboy messes things up all the time. I'm constantly wrong about stuff. I'm constantly touting an opinion that is half-baked and barely informed. Okay? Let's just get that out right now. But I want all of us to do better, especially in the face of something that could be, like, catastrophic, which is coronavirus. Like, this is a big deal. It's a really big deal. But this guy, this this podcast was talking about um, how Fauci, Fauci, who's like, apparently, I read in the Washington Post last night, um, has increased security demands on him. Like, there's more security needed because he's, uh, he's like a hot ticket, right? People are infatuated with this guy. He's If you don't know him, he's the guy, he's the... The short New York white guy who's like, um, he's at all the press conferences. But yeah, like he's got he's got more security now because people are either sending him death threats, or they are like infatuated with him. But this guy on the podcast is saying that Fauci is touting a vaccine as the primary mode of taking care of people with covid and then he's dismissing allegedly which i don't think is the case it's you can edit it to make it seem that way but i don't think from i watched the press conferences from the primary source i saw it from the mouth of the horse i saw fauci's horse mouth saying that he um thinks that the drug for that is being uh that was previously used for malaria could be effective he said it could be, but we got to test it. Um, whereas the president is very hopeful and optimistic, which is fine. Like, yeah, be hopeful. That's cool. I don't know why the the media went straight at Trump. They're like, um, 
you know, he's offering false hope. Um, he's saying that this drug is a miracle thing. And then a bunch of people ended up eating, um, like, koi pond cleaner. Like, if you have a, a aquarium or a koi pond. I don't know the name of the drug. Hi, uh, chloroquine. Hydrochloroquine. Apparently, it's used to uh, clean aquariums. And a bunch of people, like, they listen to that and they listen to... The, Trump described the drug and then they looked at their fish tank or like got on Reddit or something and were like, Google hydrochloroquine. Where is it? I need it. And they took it and then it, I like, I, I don't know this story. I think it got him sick or maybe it even killed some people, but that's my point. That's my point. People do not know. They're, they're, they can read, but they have no media literacy. They hear something, and then they don't. There's a guy named, uh, there's a conservative think tank guy. I always bring this guy up, and I never remember his name. Fiddlesticks. That's not his name. He says, uh, he wrote a book that I have on my bookshelf, that I keep on my bookshelf, even though I haven't finished reading it. And he says, uh, it's not what the title of the book is something like this too. It's like, uh, it's not what you say. It's what people hear. And I don't think people are, are in modern culture. Everything is so tailored, right? The podcast you listen to the TV shows that you watch. Speaking of which we started watching the outsiders on HBO yesterday. Oh my God. That show is crazy. I'm not going to give you any spoilers right now, okay? But I'm three episodes in, and it's nuts. But people, like, everything's so tailored to our tastes, our flavors, our, like, I'm a 31-year-old white, college-educated, middle-class dude who teaches, like, that does, it's like everything's so niche that we look at everything through our niche perspective and what that does is it prevents us from actually listening to the things that people are saying and it just allows us to hear the things that we think we're hearing and so when trump says this drug is promising my, my trump is no good i haven't done but i'm gonna do it anyway this drug is promising it's great some people saying it's the best now it's even worse you understand my point. People are saying he's saying it, and he's saying he's just like he's optimistic. Dude's hopeful. Good man, have some hope. That's awesome. You know, yeah, have some hope. I like it. You know, do something. Take some steps to make things better, and give people something that they can look forward to, even if it doesn't shake out that way. Because there's no like, what what other hope is being offered on the horizon? Stay in your house for the next four months. Okay. Don't you want people in power to be making some sort of decision? So people hear what they want to hear. And they hear that. Why am I talking about this? How unbelievably tired are you hearing about coronavirus? Are you tired of it? Yeah, I don't know. Doing yoga at home is a completely different experience, man. 
I'm a, you know, I've been practicing, I've been doing yoga for quite a while. Um, years, five, six years, something like that. And I don't think I've ever consistently had a home yoga base yoga practice. I really enjoy going to a yoga studio. I really enjoy doing hot yoga, if I can be real with you. I haven't, and I not only do I enjoy the hot yoga, but I enjoy hot tubs, saunas, steam rooms. Don't get me started on a steam room. You find a steam room. I love a steam room, man. There's this. Uh, I'm supposed to work on here. I get these notifications from my students. Remote learning, remote learning. So one of the things Katie and I talked about in the 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 the, the uh, podcast we I accidentally deleted last night the lost episode. One of the things we talked about was how this remote learning experience of being a public school teacher and the kids learning from home and us teaching remotely, what it's really giving us is a glimpse into how important and imperative human-based relationships between student and teacher are. It's like 60% of the game, guys, is for the students to have peer-based relationships that are mediated by a responsible role model in a structured setting. It's huge, man. It's so huge. Especially like, and you know, I so I, I had a lot of trouble in school, man. I had I got in trouble all the time. Um I love my parents. Uh, but at times like it was my household was chaotic, you know? And you might have experienced that too, right? We we um Flannery O'Connor, the writer, said, um, Anybody who survived childhood has a lifetime worth of writing that they can use because people always say like, I don't know what to write about. It's like, start with your childhood, write about that, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, start there and then move on. And so I, just like you, my childhood had ups and it had downs and which is normal and okay. First and foremost, it is normal and okay for things to have not gone perfectly (laughs) throughout your life. Like, is your life perfect now? You know what I mean? Um, and trust me, like, yeah, nobody's life's perfect. And that's okay. And that's normal. That's fine. Um, so what was I saying? Something about, oh, school. When I was in school, I didn't feel like as a young boy with high levels of energy an excessive need for attention and subpar skill. I mean like average skills in every regard. Like I was average smart. I was average athletic. I was average funny, very average looking. Um, but I had an above average need and desire for attention and praise and adulation and, um, all of those things, right? I felt like I didn't get enough of that at home. And what I really could have used was, you know, a 30 year old male teacher who had had that experience before, who had been a young man, um, confused, 
about his future, confused about his past, confused about his present, and to give like a solid, just like a, hey man, it's okay. Like I know that it feels crazy right now. I know that it feels a bit wild. You're not, you're uncertain, but you're going to be okay. Don't worry about it. If I could just go back, I think that's why uh, public school being a teacher um, has meant to me is that I see those boys and those girls, but like there's a different connection and like, I don't know your gender um, identity, but you know, like if you're a boy, you relate more to boys. And if you're a girl, you relate more to girls, generally speaking, right? There's obviously exceptions to the rules. In fact, I am a public school teacher and a yoga teacher. I spend most of my time around women and I find a lot of kinship with them. But, um, and I have a couple of female role models too, but I think especially at a young age, but that takes a level of maturity for boys because boys are raised by their moms in this society so much. Um, at least I was raised by my mom and I, I don't know. I don't know what the average is. I don't know. Don't be, just don't be critical of me. I'm just thinking, right? If you're like, Aaron, you're taking, you're not taking into consideration that blah, blah, blah. Yeah, probably I'm not. But if I had another person here that could bring that up for me, then I'm open to hearing like alternative expressions. But the mind that I have at this moment is that, you know, most young boys are raised by their moms and the public school system is mostly women, which is good and fine. I don't, that doesn't bother me, but what it does create is it creates a situation for boys like me coming up just having more moms and I didn't need um, another mom, you know, I needed a cool older brother who could teach me stuff, but I don't want to be, I think I'm going to teach differently next year. I was thinking about this because I played the role more of cool older brother this year because we had um, a crop of kids that I thought that was best suited for. And I think that it went well, but I think that I would like to be more of like, because you're playing a role as a teacher. I am a role model. I am modeling what it should be like to fit into that role. I am giving something for the kids to, I'm giving, I'm creating a, not creating a character, but because it's authentic to me. Like it's another thing we talked in the, the deleted podcast last night, the lost podcast that uh, authenticity is big for me. Like authenticity is top three values for me, easy top three values. And so in order for me to sort of talk about playing a role, I mean, that has to still be authentic to me, which is like, I'm, I don't think I've since my first like month of teaching several years back, I don't think I've ever worn a tie to school. And then I progressively became more and more like polo and khakis. I went from like first. <laughs> like if you should reflect on this, I don't know where you are in your life, but like you show up, you know, show up day one and you're like in a suit and you're an intern and they're like bro we don't dress like that you know that kind of thing and then now you're wearing like like in the springtime in the in the springtime bro as a public school teacher in the spring 
I'm going to be wearing Chacos. You don't know what Chacos are. They're the sandals that everybody makes fun of. Unless you live in a place where people wear Chacos. Like um, a mountain town with a college in it. Which is where I live. A lot of people wear Chacos. But if you live somewhere else, you're going to make fun of Chacos. Chacos are the Crocs of the sandal world. Highly effective. Extremely comfortable. More expensive than they should be considering what they're made of. And extremely controversial. So, yeah. My attire has gone a bit more casual. But to, so like, but I think next year as a public school teacher... Um, I can utilize the role or like, I mean, character for lack of a better word, but yeah, I mean, it's sort of like we all, Carl Jung says we all wear masks, right? And Ram Das says that, um, going off cause he studied Jung, uh, when he was in college, Ram Das, uh, form, um, his birth name is Richard Halpert. Um, he said, uh, you know, uh, uh, the masks that we wear in life, um, you know, we sort of are, they're sort of created for us. And to the extent that we engage in our spiritual practice, we can start to identify and dissolve those masks, which is great and awesome. But I think that if you can identify and dissolve that mask, first of all, the mask is going to, you'll find yourself in different situations and like you're wearing the mask. In fact, Ram Dass in some lectures, he says, you know, like I'm different depending on who I'm talking to. Um, if I'm at a conference or, you know, talking about psychiatry or psychology, um, uh, people walk up to me and they say, hey, Dick, because his name's Richard. And um, he's like, hey, how are you? But if someone he's at a meditation retreat and they're like, oh, Ram Das, he's like, yes. So you automatically adopt these masks and roles. So I don't feel inauthentic saying that I. I'm a different person as a teacher than I am as a yoga teacher, which is a different person who I am on this podcast, which is a different person who I am with my wife. All, but the, the me, the Aaron that exists in all of that is the through line. That's the, that's the base of which I manifest myself. It's like in the Bhagavad Gita when, um, Krishna is talking to Arjuna, which is a long story, and maybe I'll tell it later. Um, not today, though. But, uh, you know, Krishna changes his form. You know, Krishna can be this, like, powerful, strong um, leader figure, but then he can also become the destroyer of worlds with, like, multi-heads and arms and, you know, teeth and fangs, and so... Which is all a metaphor to say that, you know, we all have different meta manifestations and different situations call for different manifestations of ourselves. So next year, as a teacher, what I'm thinking is I should... Oh, cool. The mic coming to the side changes the sound. Um, next year as a teacher, I think what I should be focusing on is using that cool big brother thing in more like a more like one-to-one situations or one-to-three situations versus being the cool big brother in front of the class because I think that my my instruction suffered from having a preconceived notion of how this class was showing up 
and once you start the school year in um, a certain way, the kids are less likely to accept any um, ch- any real dramatic changes in how you show up and routines and procedures and so forth. And also, you know, you settle into being, especially being like the cool older brother. It's like, I'm the cool one. Hey, guys, I'm cool, right? It's like, it's so strange to... Um, It's so strange to try to what am I trying to say? It's so strange to lean on that because that's not sustainable in the long term as a public school teacher. So being young and you know listening to the same rap artist that they're listening to and being a yoga teacher and you know, having a TikTok account, like all of these things are cool, but temporary, but isn't everything temporary? I mean, come on, everything's temporary. So why not utilize what you have at your disposal in order to get the most effective outcome? And I've had effective outcomes this year. I'm really proud of my kids. And I really miss the fact that I'm not going to be able to see them for the rest of the year. It's really sad. Um, Yeah, but it's okay. Things come and go, man. You know, I'll get a new batch of kids next year. I'll give them all my love, all my skills of how to think about the world. I'm curious. I would love to be in other, especially teachers who teach the humanities you know, science-based classes, and those are a little bit squeaky, 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 squeaky. I think I might like this orientation of the mic better. It sounds better, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. sounds way better. I would be interested to hear other teachers and how they approach things like um, offering, like, it's at times, especially the English and the civics classes, there's space to interject your political feelings. And in my first year of teaching, I taught in a very conservative community. Actually, my second, my first year teaching, quote marks, I was a teaching assistant. And um, then I taught summer school. And so that, I guess the second, the, the first like full one year teaching job that I had was in a conservative community in a rural area in Virginia. And I felt like, because I have, you know, I'm slightly left to center on some things. I'm slightly right to center on other things. I think I'm pretty center. uh, If you were to add everything up, I'm sort of in the middle when it comes to politics, but I found myself correcting for the conservatism that was in my community at the time. And I was, I was offering political opinions and I don't think that's okay. I don't think that especially because like I'm the cool guy, you know, like kids, kids and people generally follow the leader, the person that's in front of the room. They unconsciously give more weight to what that individual um, has to say. And it's just like, it's base DNA stuff, you know, it's deep down inside of us. But I think that it is as a public school teacher incumbent on us 
to give tools for citizenship, critical thinking, and articulation, but it is malpractice to offer the conclusions that we came to using those tools. Does that make sense? So in a simpler way, teachers must give students critical thinking skills in order to be productive citizens in society. But if teachers are giving students political opinions, that is malpractice. Because the kids are just, if they like you, they're just going to believe what you believe. And that's not okay. Because that, going back to this podcast with this guy who was touting some conspiracy stuff, is a logical fallacy. Appeal to authority. And I guess that's an appeal to emotions too. If you have an emotional connection with um, a teacher, um, then if you're just believing what they believe because it's like, oh, she's cool or I really think that he's he's good at football. He's my football coach. so And I, I don't coach football, but, you know, I believe what he thinks. So then the kids aren't, they don't have the tools, right? So I'd be interested to see how that shakes out for other teachers. Are they... I know one teacher um, who I know one teacher who is really even-handed. I think I think he is. He's a young teacher, um, and he and I have had several really good conversations about the political landscape. And again, if you're coming here for politics, it's not the right move. This is already the most boring podcast on the planet. So, I wonder, I wonder why people listen to podcasts. And I also wonder, should I be making a podcast to the, with, with the thought in mind, this is why people listen to podcasts. Because I think then it would lose authenticity if I'm trying to fit myself into something. But it's also likely that nobody will listen to this. But do I want people to listen to it? I don't, I mean, yeah, sure. I want to help people. And I also want attention. <laughs> That's like the the shadow and the, what's the opposite of the shadow? Is it the id? I don't know. I gotta get my. I gotta step my Freud game back up. But you know, you have. I think people should be honest with themselves. And I think if I'm being honest, I do want to help people. I want to be. I want to help my English students. I want to help my yoga students. I want for uh, people listening to this podcast to realize that, you know, it's normal not to understand everything, especially because I find myself in leadership roles in the community where people like could get things confused and think that, well, he seems to have his act together. So, you know, what's wrong with me? So I want people to hear the podcast and think, oh, yeah, like everybody's just doing their best trying to figure things out with the tools that they have at their disposal. But if I'm being 
honest, if I'm truly being honest, that is about a half. Hey, Layla. And I think the other half is like, I like attention. So split that other half into 25s. I like, I like attention. I really enjoy being uh, noticed because it makes me, and you probably do too, right? So hopefully you're not judging me for wanting attention because most likely you enjoy attention too. And if you say you don't like attention, you just don't like the type of attention you've gotten. And then the other 25%, I forgot. So that's only 75%. So I'm doing great. I'm really grateful that I downloaded. I didn't even download it. Like I already had GarageBand. This is how easy. Look, you want to do a podcast? Let me give you the steps. If you use um, Squarespace, which is what I have my yoga website on, Aaron Wayne Yoga, which is maybe how you found this podcast. If you use Squarespace, then you it automatically sets things up with an RSS feed. You record audio using the first two I did. I did in voice memos on my Mac. Uh, now I'm using GarageBand, which is way better. And when I say way better, I mean way better. And then uh, upload that file, that audio file to uh, um, a blog post on Squarespace. And then look the rest up on YouTube because that's what I did. And I don't remember all the steps, but I know that it just, I'm not super savvy. I'm not super savvy, but I'm definitely willing to. So here's the other side of wanting to be, to, of having, so the downside of having um, a sort of egocentric, at times, egos, I don't know. Do I need to hedge this? I think that one of my biggest shortcomings is that I think about myself too much. So there. But I think that one of the benefits of it is that I'm, 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 I have confidence in myself, even though sometimes I, that confidence in myself manifests in negative self-talk because I, I think that I'm more capable of things than I actually am capable of. Like I, I'm very much, uh, Katie and I talked about it on last night on the deleted podcast. I am very much every night going to bed thinking that I'm going to wake up at 5.15 and go for a three-mile run. I so totally think that I'm doing that every night that I go to sleep. And then I wake up at 7 in the morning and I talk to myself like I'm a piece of trash, like mentally. Like it's just negative self-talk. So that's something I need to improve on. And sometimes I'm doing well with that. But I'm usually doing well with my self-talk when I'm actually coming closer to the expectations that I set for myself. So take 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 what you want with that. That might mean something. It might not. But the so that's a negative side. The negative another negative side of having um, the type of personality that I do is that you know I overshadow people because I'm so willing to be like I know I know I know. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I got the answer. I got the answer. I can do it. I can do it better than anybody. That it doesn't give people around me an opportunity to step into their power as Baron Baptiste, the yoga teacher would say. So, you know, that's something I've gotten way 
better on. And that happened for me during um, about a year back when I went through my 300-hour yoga teacher training. Um, that happened for me. Like I had a couple conversations with people. And I had, you know, I had a group of, of people in that yoga teacher training who were really supportive, which I think is one of the big benefits of doing a yoga teacher training. You really get an opportunity to discover and discuss and set aside time for meaningful, thoughtful exploration of yourself and how you're showing up on a daily basis. And so that's what I got away from that 300 hour. So those are some negatives, right? That's some negatives of having the type of personality that I do. A positive is that I'm willing to do a podcast. And it might not even be a good podcast, which is a negative of having high self-confidence because you do stuff and like <laughs> you're like this is great right this is great this is the best but in reality <laughs> it's like i don't know what i'm like 40 minutes into this i don't even have a timer going i'm like 40 minutes into this podcast and you 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 might actually be interested and i hope you are and i hope that you're taking some stuff away from this or else you're not listening which is fine because the positive of having highest levels of self-confidence is that you don't feel like you necessarily need people to approve of you. But I constantly need approval. These are just the rantings of a madman. That's what I should rename the podcast to. It shouldn't be Aaron Wayne podcast. It should be rantings of a madman. I need to start recording some guided meditations. I think that would be beneficial. If you'd like a guided meditation, let me know. I don't know how you'd let me know, but let me know. And I'll do it. I think I was, so I, I was thinking about, so this, so, but one, another benefit of being a confident person is that I'm willing to, so I think that's how this all started, is I had no idea how to do a podcast. I knew that it was something I wanted to do. And a lot of people that I follow online have podcasts and they um advocate others to have podcasts of course they're advocating that like stand-up comedians and successful business people and scientists and philosophers like they're being like hey man you should have a podcast not you know <laughs> not like uninteresting hyper-confident yoga teachers in a rural community in Virginia, they're not saying like, Hey man, you should have a podcast. That was another thing that Katie and I said last night, we were talking about how, what we would do with Brene Brown. If you don't know who Brene Brown is, check her out. She is awesome. I was like, Oh, what if we, if we had a podcast, what would happen? Like, would Brene Brown do it? Do you think we could get Oprah? That's not happening. So who's this for? I think this is, I think this is, I'm not afraid to try something that I know I might fail at. It's the biggest benefit. It's the, that's the sharp side of the sword, right? The other sharp side, the sharp one sharp side is that I always think I'm right and it causes damage in my relationships that I have to then repair and be thoughtful and mindful about. But another side of the sword is that I'm okay with being wrong because I know that I can figure it out. 
And if I can't figure it out, I'll just quit. <laughs> I said I'm done. So who's this podcast for? I think that's what this first few episodes have been is an exploration of like, why am I doing this? What am I, what is the plan? What is, what do I need to do? And, uh, you know, one of the things I saw early on in, um, like researching how to have us, I Googled how to make a successful podcast. Don't act like you don't Google embarrassing stuff. Don't. Hey, 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 you don't pretend like you don't Google embarrassing stuff. Don't pretend. How long is it safe to not cut your toenails? I'm sure you Googled that before. How do you get rid of pink eye? Do I have pink eye? Is pink eye contagious? Does pink eye come from poop? You've Googled all this stuff. Don't pretend like you haven't. And don't pretend like you haven't had pink eye either. You're not better than me. I'm not better than you. There we go. That's the other side of it. Yoga is so interesting, man. Yoga is so interesting. And I'm so I'm curious to see what 10, 15, 20 years in the yoga space looks like for me and how that, how I show up differently in the next five years, because five years ago when I started doing yoga, I was a completely different person, completely different, um, in myriad ways in so many ways, but yoga like fundamentally changed who I am. Not only did it change who I am, but it changed it. Like I would not have become a public school teacher had it not been for yoga. When I started doing yoga, I was working at a small graphic design company, and then that company went under business out of business. So then I started working as a research analyst, which was basically a data entry job at a background check company. Which like I'm super grateful for these jobs. Like they gave me a lot of life experience and learning experience, but like I would. Never, I would have never have, uh, maybe, but I will probably would not have found the level of value in my work as a public school teacher and yoga teacher had I not started doing yoga because it gave me the skills to notice, to just notice and to not be so frenetic all the time because it's my natural. You've probably heard this throughout the whole podcast. It's because I can't stop moving. That's me clicking a Sharpie. It's Amazon Basics Permanent Marker. It's not even a Sharpie. It's an off-brand. But is Amazon off-brand? Is Walmart off-brand? If Amazon's not off-brand, if Amazon Basics isn't generic, then how about those Fruity Loops that you get in a bag instead of in a box? What's the difference? Dude, I got a friend... I got a friend, and I think that he eats cereal, he and his wife eat cereal every day. And I'm not judging. Hey, Bubbo. Hey. Nash is here. 
Say hi to the people, Nash. Is it cultural appropriation for me to have named my dog Ganesh, which is an elephant-headed Hindu god? I probably wouldn't have gotten Nash if I hadn't started practicing yoga. We got him like a couple months after, maybe less than a year after we started practicing yoga. And then me being the fanatical person that I am, an obsessive person that I am, I was like, let's name him Ganesh. <laughs> and it was Katie's dog. Like, we ended up getting Layla, who's a collie mix. I think Katie named Layla, which is interesting. Like, where did she get that name? But Katie named Layla, but I very much picked Layla out because Katie wanted a little dog. I'm like... Like sweet Nash. Hey Bobo, come here. Yeah, buddy. Nash is a Min Pinchy. I just learned I've had him for five years and I just learned that Min Pin Chihuahua mixes are called Min Pinchies. Hey Bobo. So they're enjoying the quarantine time because they're getting a lot of human attention. How many people record podcasts and don't publish them? How many people record podcasts and then um, just quit? I think that in order for me to be successful, do I care about being successful? Yeah, probably. I probably do. I probably want to be successful. I probably want people to listen to my podcast. But I think that in order for that to actually happen, I probably need to f allow myself to focus on making the process enjoyable. Because if the process is enjoyable, then it won't be like work. And if it's not like work, then I'll be willing to do it. And if I'm willing to do it, then people will listen and it'll come from an authentic place. There we go. That's the gem. I figured it out. That's the gem. If I'm willing to do something because I find it inherently useful in of itself, then it will be successful. Krishnamurti is this um, this philosopher. There's actually some really dope YouTube videos of him speaking. He's got this one. He's like Krishnamurti is this guy who talks a lot about. I need to be writing this stuff down. I'm not going to be able to remember for the summary. Um, let me just write down Krishnamurti real quick because I want to make sure that I put him in the thing. Because ain't nobody talking about this dude. And he is a boss. Krishnamurti. Um, he says, if, uh, if you are looking to be enlightened, it'll never happen. Because as soon as you're looking for a goal, as soon as you're uh, trying to attain a goal, you'll never get there. Because the nature of enlightenment, whatever in the world that is, if that's even a worth worthwhile goal, like like what is the goal of being, what is the benefit for humanity for you to be seated on a cushion levitating with an aura of like around you? What is the point of that? Um. How's that benefiting people? All it is is like, it, like 
people on Instagram that look amazing, that are in amazing places and they're super rich. It's like, how's that helping me, bro? How's that? How, like, that's so aspirational and unattainable. Like how is enlightenment actually helping me? It's like someone with a yacht on Instagram, the yacht and a six pack and really expensive sunglasses. It's not helping me. But I think it's a true point. Krishnamurti says, as soon as you're looking for enlightenment, then you're destined to not get it. That's a paraphrase. And Ramdas says, and so like tying these two OGs together, Ramdas says, I do my spiritual practices because I do my spiritual practices. Because what else is there to do? I do these things because they're the right things to do. Straight up. Straight up. So thinking about the podcast, I think that the podcast has to be inherently valuable in of itself. And the outcomes are the outcomes, but I don't do them for the outcomes. Bringing it back, man, I'm going to bring it back to another yogic teaching, another yogic teaching. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says to Arjuna, he says, um, you know, you have the rights to your labor, but not to the fruits of your labor. Which, like, as a Westerner, I get, it's so hard to wrap your head around that. Like, I'm building this van. If I spent all of this time and money on building this van, and then someone stole it or it burned to the ground or it just broke or something like that, I would not be happy. I would not be happy. So the work has to be inherently valuable in of itself. The work, whatever that work is, whether it's learning the skills of how to build a van or learning how to create a podcast or doing your yoga asana practice, your physical movement practice or meditation or whatever it is, letting go of the outcome. I think I just figured out the title of this podcast. You'll just have to stick around for an hour. Letting go of outcomes. It's the only way to be successful. But this being successful, like as soon as you talk about being successful, you've already missed the point. What if I started rapping? I just saw on the mic, on the garage band, all these little spikes in the... I should start rapping. Probably not, though. That's just another thing. Well, look, man, I think this is where we wrap. No pun intended. Didn't even know I did it. Yeah, I'm going to head out. Speaking of the van, I got to get some work done on the van. It's coming along, y'all. Katie and I bought a Dodge Ram Promaster high roof extended 3500. And it is a beaut. And I got to work on it. I got to, um, most of the framing is done. I need to shore up the, the bathroom. The bathroom walls need a little bit more securing. And then at some point I have to figure out how I'm going to waterproof that box that I made, but that's not for today. And then I have to, today I think my objective is going to be to get the, the power, um, the DC power put into the fuse box. And then I might start playing with power today. 
I might start kind of playing around with the electricity and seeing how it's going. Um, because I have a master switch for the battery. So I can just like play with it, see if it works, and then choop, cut it all off. All right, man, look, um, let me know what you think. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, my Instagram is Aaron, A.A. Ron, Aaron Wayne Yoga. Um, if you want to look up, see what I'm up to, um, that's the most, like I post there most days. And, uh, yeah, let me know what schedule works for posting a podcast. I don't know, but I, I should probably do it consistently. I should probably do a day that I post podcasts and it's like once a week you get an Aaron Wayne yoga podcast. It's not even a yoga podcast. It's just Aaron Wayne podcast. Is it egotistical to have branded my podcast with my name or is it just good business? Is this a business? I don't know. That might complicate things. Might just need to be something I do cathartically in order to understand my inner thoughts and workings. And if you're interested in listening to it, cool. If not, cool. I'm speaking to the void. All of us are speaking to the void anyway, man. All of us are inside of our own heads, looking out on the world, thinking we're the center of that world experience, whether it's a positive or negative, thinking, oh my God, everybody look at me. Or like, oh my God, everybody's looking at me. All of that is egotistical and thinking that you are the center of the universe when we are not the center of the universe is what I try to convince myself, even though I don't feel it all the time because I'm looking at the world from behind my eyes and I'm listening to my voice through my ears. So that's that. There's another thing I learned from the Forgotten Podcast last night. The Lost Podcast is that I need to learn how to close a podcast consinct, consinctly is not a word, concisely and succinctly. So with that, peace, y'all.